everyone, and welcome to the Double L Show. I'm your host, Louisa Lee. Wondering what the two L's stand for? Well, in this terribly uncertain time, things are sometimes gross and sometimes also a little bit overwhelming. To combat this, I've challenged myself to laugh and learn something new every day, and this show gives me an opportunity to share that with all of you. Uh, please understand that this show is not intending to be yet another form of toxic positivity, but rather just something to enjoy in spite of everything else going on in the world. Every episode, I'll have a guest here to teach me something new, and in return, I will try at least once to make them laugh. So, the double L's stand for laughing and learning, and also me, Louisa Lee. Um, so here with me today, I have Veronica Piscatelli, who has graciously agreed to give me a lesson in weather, meteorology, and all things women in STEM. Before we get started, remember the goal here is for me to learn new things and for Veronica to laugh. So we do have our tally charts going where we'll be keeping track of how often both of th- those things happen. And Veronica, I, I've i lost a lot recently, so you don't have to pity me and feel bad. Be honest. Um, don't laugh more than you actually laugh. Okay, uh, winner, as you guys know, gets nothing but bragging rights, but again, I'm very competitive and also really bad at this game, so it's probably good. Um, okay, so let me introduce you to a woman that needs no introduction, but I'll give her one anyway. Veronica Piscatelli, woo! Veronica is a senior here at the University of Oklahoma who is majoring in meteorology with a minor in psychology and is looking forward to traveling and experiencing all kinds of weather and climates after graduation. Last spring, Veronica participated in the Meteorology Exchange Program through Reading University in Reading, England, Miss Worldwide. Um, In her free time, Veronica enjoys listening to all kinds of music, power walking, chatting with her long-distance British boyfriend, David, very Mamma Mia, and watching sunsets. Veronica, thank you so much for being on my show. I can't wait to learn all about women and weather from you during one of my favorite months, Women's History Month. Yay. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Woo! Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Veronica, usually we start by um, I list everything that I know about the topic, which today, of course, is weather and meteorology, and you're going to fact check me. Okay. And, you know, the whole point is that I don't know much so keep that in mind but I will like I was telling you earlier I did take a weather class yes so some basic knowledge some base some very very basic knowledge okay number one Oklahoma has weird weather because it's where a lot of fronts and heat waves and things like that mix yes that is correct so basically the central part of the U.S. has tornado alley which everyone kind of knows about but the central of Oklahoma itself has like a mini tornado alley oh. within that tornado alley. So uh-huh. that's why like Moore and Norman get a lot more tornadoes than anywhere else in the world. Um, wow. But the mix of the mountains, like the Rockies and the Gulf of Mexico, that's what creates all of our crazy weather that we have oh. here in Oklahoma. Okay. See, that's that's what I learned in my class. So, And that was freshman year. And they, they didn't take attendance in that class. So I really only learned from the PowerPoints on campus. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Mom, if you're listening. Um, Okay, number two. Weatherman is a needlessly gendered term, and meteorologist is gender-inclusive. Yes, that is also correct. So that is one of the pet peeves that we're seeing more today, especially weatherman. I don't know from the male perspective, but (laughs) weather girl is definitely something that a lot of us don't like to use anymore. We are degreed scientists, so meteorologist is the correct term. Well, and like man and girl. Yes, very like, different. <laughs> yes, not weather woman. Right. Not weather boy. It's Although weather man. Weather woman does kind of sound like Wonder Woman. It does. Which I, I do like. I'd be okay be, by called weather woman. That but sounds I, like a superhero. I will do meteorologist. Yes. I will, I will use that one. Awesome. Okay. Um, just because winter is cold uh, doesn't mean that clim- climate change and global warming are not real. Also correct. So cold winters and even colder winters are actually a sign that climate change is happening even faster. Mm. And there's something called the jet stream that goes across the northern part of the northern hemisphere closer to the Arctic. But as the Arctic warms up, the cold air that's still cold, even though it's warming up, 
is pushing that jet stream further down, which brings that cold air further oh. into the United States. We at the Double L Show um, believe in climate change Good. and global warming. <laughs> yes. So, um, okay, I'm doing pretty good so yeah, far. Awesome. Three for three. Three for three. Uh, number four, when meteorologists do weather on the news, they're typically standing in front of a green screen. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm kind of reaching for facts no, here, but... But that is true. It is... Uh, most of the small stations have a green screen, so you obviously can't wear green. You are yeah. looking at the monitors to the side, so when the weather person turns sideways mm-hmm. and looks like they're looking at the map, they're kind of actually looking at a screen that has the display on it. Right. So they know where to point and right. things like that. Right. Some of the bigger stations, like Good Morning America, the Today uh-huh. Show, stuff like that, they're in front of actual TVs so okay. they can see what we're seeing, but your local meteorologist on TV, they're using a green screen. I remember when I was... You know when you're in elementary school and you take like all these field trips to all these different places? One time we went to a news station and we had to like stand in front of the green screen and do the like point to different things yeah. and it was so hard it, and so scary and I was like I could never do this. Yes, it is very hard to get used to how close and how far and you think your hand is yeah. pointing one place and then you look and, and then you're if you off. point at the wrong thing, like how awkward. Yeah, you have to change your, your speech real fast Good to grief. catch up with what you're doing. Yeah, uh, I meteorologists are built different in more ways than one. Okay. And then number five being a news meteorologist, uh, weather person, whatever, is not the only thing that you can do with a meteorology degree. Correct. There are so many different fields you can go into with a meteorology degree. You can work for airlines. You can work at the National Weather Service and be a forecaster, which Mm -hmm. are the people that give us all of our tornado warnings and all the severe weather warnings, so super important. You can work um, with insurance companies and doing claims for, like, hail damage and things like that. Yeah. Also, there's a bunch of private weather companies that a lot of people don't know exist, but they help do, like, tracking for boats all across the oceans to make sure they don't go into, like, storms and stuff that could sink them. Oh, my gosh. So there is a wide range of things you can do. But when you tell people that you're majoring in meteorology is, like, the next question that they usually ask, like, oh, do you want to... Like be on the news or well what's kind of funny is people don't know what meteorology is so when you <laughs> yeah oh, no <laughs> so when i tell people oh i'm studying meteorology or i'm a meteorologist right they say my, there's two things they're like why do you like space so much stop like outer space oh. or what oh, like meteors like meteors yeah or really what's your favorite type of rock because they think it's like has to do with like the ground and stuff Yes. Oh, that is so And then you have to kindly, like, tell them, no, actually, it's about the weather. Wow. Okay, well, I feel a little bit better because yes, at least I know more than the them. general population. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, if any of you before, I don't want to shame any of our listeners right. who maybe did think that that was what meteorology is, but that's okay. If you're out there, if you're listening, we're going we're gonna to learn. We're going to learn some today. So, um... All right, Veronica, we will get into my questions. Five for five, though. That's, yes. Okay, good. Good. So if you could first start by telling me um, how you became interested in meteorology. Yeah, so I've always loved the weather. I was the first person when I heard a clap of thunder to go to the window and, like, look outside, run outside, stuff like that. And then when I was in first grade, we had our little local meteorologist come in and talk to our class about weather when you sing like the cloud songs and you first learn about things like that. And he made it like snow. It wasn't really snow, but Mm. to a first grader, it snowed in the classroom. And I was hooked from that point on. I just always loved everything weather. That's such a cute story. And what you said he was the meteorologist on the news? Yeah, he was the little local news station. And you're from that we had. Connecticut. Connecticut, yes. Connecticut. That is so sweet. Um, what kind of classes, lab work, projects do you, does your degree uh, consist of? So basically, meteorology is the interface between math and physics. Oh. So every single thing that we take that's outside of our like structured meteorology classes. Mm-hmm. We do the entire math track basically at OU. Okay. We take physics classes and then those are kind of worked into our main core classes that we end up taking at the weather center that okay. have to do specifically with weather. So you have to know all the math and stuff beforehand and then apply it to the invisible, invisible fluid that we have 
oh. as the atmosphere. What kind of like labs do you guys do? We do all sorts of labs. We do labs that have with like modeling on a computer. So like oh, stuff we can't okay. really do. And then we have hands-on labs where we learn about all the instrumentation that they use to uh-huh. take weather measurements uh-huh. and build them, play with them. We launch a weather balloon. Oh, um, yeah. And things like that. And then when I was in England, they have a fluids lab, which we don't have here. But oh. basically, it's tanks of water. Uh-huh. And you do experiments with dyes and stuff floating in them because the same thing that happens to liquid water happens to the gas in the atmosphere. What is your most favorite assignment you've had to do? And then what is your least favorite? It's funny, but I think one of my favorite assignments was when we had to go through like this five PowerPoint slide derivation of some formula and to me it's very methodical so I like that type of like way Mm -hmm. of once you know it once you can apply it and just do the steps over and over again right but in other classes that didn't like heed well to me so I can't really think of anything I didn't like there was one lab where we had to pretend it was like raining and it would like catch and measure how much rain fell to measure the accuracy of the gauge. But we literally had to sit there and watch like (laughs) droplets drip. Stop. Into the thing for two and a half hours. Like watching paint dry. Yes, so that was tedious, but it was still interesting to see how close our measurements are to the exact things that we have happen. Yeah, very cool. What what are all the different things that you can do with a meteorology degree? I know you were kind of going into that a little bit earlier, but. Yeah, like I said before, so many things. And what's really nice about meteorology and something that I kind of know more now is Mm -hmm. that weather happens everywhere. So you're not held down to one location based off of what's in that region. You can go anywhere in the world. The weather in the Southern Hemisphere does spin differently Mm -hmm. because of the way the gravity is. So you'd have Mm -hmm. to kind of rewire that. But if you wanted to go live in Australia, I could go Mm -hmm. live there and... I can still do the weather there. Yeah, that is really cool. Would you need to get a different sort of, like, you would be recognized as a meteorologist wherever you lived, right? Yeah, it it kind of stays the same throughout. Yeah, cool. Do you feel like your classes here are really, really tailored to, like, North American meteorology, to where there'd be, like, a big learning curve if you were to move somewhere else? I think every class that we take here, we learn mostly for the Northern Hemisphere. So that's how all of our stuff is. Okay. But... It's all just the opposite for the Southern Hemisphere. Gotcha. So you, instead of having like a positive sign, you'd have a negative sign. Just flip it. You just flip it. So in your head, it's really hard because things are spinning clockwise in the Northern Hemisphere. Right. But counterclockwise in the Southern Hemisphere. So you have right. to do a lot of repairing with the flips. But other than that. Cool. So where where would you want to live? That like, is you a good question. Anywhere. You, said, you said you want to travel. So, yes. So where do you want to go? I loved England, mm-hmm. uh, but I also love the U.S. because it's so broad with everything. That's true. But that's one of the reasons I want to travel because I would love to see as many places as I could first before picking because I don't right. know what the world has to offer. Do other countries have as much different weather as America or do you know? Yeah, there's one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand and I actually saw a TikTok about it the other day. Perfect. Love TikTok. People think like tornadoes only uh-huh. happen in the United States. Mm. But any sort of weather can happen anywhere in the anywhere. world as yeah. long as the conditions are right for it. Right. Um so America is very big. So we do get kind of lucky, I would say, from mm. a meteorologist standpoint that we can experience almost every single extreme Mm -hmm. in the world. There's some places that their climate is more temperate, so it doesn't fluctuate as much. Right. But, like, there can be blizzards in the hills of Afghanistan, which people don't... Cool. Yeah. You you don't think (laughs) of it, but literally, there's tornadoes that happen in Central Europe all the time. We just don't really hear about it. Really? Well, I feel like, you know, in America, we don't hear much about anything that happens in other countries. So (laughs) that is an American problem that we think we're the only ones in the world. So cool. Very good. Um, Okay. What, and um, did you say what 
you want to do specifically with meteorology or are you still figuring that out? I have a few ideas. So okay. with my psychology minor, mm -hmm. there is a big kind of interface right now between meteorology and psychology because oh, of the warning system. So basically to communicate people's risk to them and to have them act appropriately. Like if there's a tornado coming to your house, oh. how am I going to give that person enough information that doesn't necessarily scares them, but pushes them into correct actions that can save their life right. without crying wolf per se and it not being as bad as we might have said and then, then not believing right. us later on down the line. Very cool. Do you think you'd have to get a, like a, a graduate degree for that or you just hop right into something like, like that? You can for more of the research side, but uh -huh. if you wanted to work with like emergency managers of mm -hmm. towns and things like that to help oh, them, you could go right into okay. doing that. Very cool. Okay. Um, what would you say are the main elements of meteorology and weather? Um, I would say the sun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like the wind because okay. lots of like everything basically moves because of and like the circulation of the earth right so the sun heats stuff up and heat is energy for weather okay um and then the wind and the circulation of the atmosphere uh -huh. moves it all around and right. all weather is is an energy balance so there's Ooh. like that saying where yeah. the universe is trying to reach equilibrium and right. we hope it never does because that will be disastrous but Basically, when the sun heats the earth, the poles get uneven heating right. and the equator gets a lot. So the circulation transfers that energy to try and get the whole entire earth to be the same temperature. Uh -huh. And weather is a way to release that energy certain places. And uh -huh. also that comes with like clouds form because of right. heat, the heat and water interaction and things like that. But right. Wow. Very cool. So cool. I must have I must have uh, missed that day in my, <laughs> no, in my that one might not weather have been class. In the <laughs> intro weather. <laughs> I think it was severe and unusual weather. Yes, so more specific. More things. more definitely more specific. Um what uh, element topic area of meteorology has been the most interesting for you to learn about? I think a class I took last semester was called synoptic meteorology. Ooh, what does that mean? So basically in meteorology, we scale things based on their size so we can kind of com com compartmentalize right. them. Mm -hmm. um, so synoptic is the largest size. So basically we're talking oh. about things that happen across continents, oh, very um, cool. like yeah. the jet stream and things like that. But it was a really good class. We take it fall senior year uh -huh. and it kind of ties together all the mini pieces we have been learning oh, and then you say okay. here's the full story we know this happens uh -huh. and this is how it connects to this one and this is how it affects the globe overall yeah so when, cool. that is really cool we because of all of this like knowledge that you have when you watch meteorologists on tv are you ever just like i know more than you or like i uh, you're wrong. I don't necessarily say, like, <laughs> sometimes they are wrong. Right. And you're like, ooh, you really shouldn't have said that. And But the thing is, they... Do you call? Do you in, call and complain I have not to called, the station? Because mm. they probably, in their head, Should. knew that they shouldn't have said it. Oh. They just, they're live. And so normal news anchors, a lot of them have teleprompters that right. tell them what they're going to say. Right. But the weather people, when they go up, they talk for three minutes from their head. They don't have a script oh. playing. They have a script they've prepared, but because right. they have to look at the monitors and the, the oh, green screen. it's always changing. It's always changing. So they yeah. just, we just free speech for three minutes-ish. But there are some things where I just say like, oh, yeah, so close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And for, it's lucky That's because so most of the average viewer wouldn't know Right. What we said was well, wrong. Well, but you're built different. Yeah. <laughs> you're built different. So that's where it gets hard. But it's very difficult to be doing live weather, especially because in the middle of what you're doing, it could, it could change. It could change, So yeah. there's always room to, like, just learn from right. every single person that you watch on the screen. They should make you guys you're, – you're a theater person, yes. right? Yes. Yes. I know you did, like, scandals and stuff. Yes. They should make meteorologists take an improv class. Yeah, and a lot of them actually do. We FaceTime. Stop. Yeah. We <laughs> oh, my gosh. We, um, not FaceTime. We Zoomed with Ginger Z from ABC. She's, like, oh, one of the most wow. famous yeah. uh, meteorologists in general. And she was talking about how she's always looking to improve herself and get better on camera. So she spoke about how she took acting and improv <gasps> classes, and she still takes them to this Stop. day. She just get more comfortable with, like, the live part of it and also, like, 
embarrassing yourself yeah. on screen and stuff like that. So yeah. Do you like to watch those like compilations of like whether people messing up? Oh yeah, I news? think it's the funniest thing <laughs> because I love when they laugh too. Right. Or like when they start having a coughing fit. Right. Because that's going to happen to everyone. Like we're only Ooh, human. Yes. But when they can play it off and the other anchors work with them uh-huh. to try and transfer away uh-huh. from it, it's the best thing. What What do you think your special special thing that you would do as a as a broadcaster meteorologist what what would you add to add the veronica spice i like to just talk to people so i really Mm. try when i do i do like little weather briefs with like ou nightly and stuff like that so i try to make it really conversational so Uh that the person doesn't feel like you're just spitting all the information at them and that it doesn't have the personal connection and part of that is because in my psychology stuff i'm learning that that personal aspect really affects how people take in the information yeah so if that could help in any way that's how i would like it to be (laughs) Veronica, that's so good. Because, yeah, if, if you have all of this knowledge, but, you know, people can't benefit from it and you can't communicate um, things that will keep people safer or keep people, you know, in a, in a better state, like what, what you said. Right, that. there's no point to it if you can't get it yeah. to people who need it. And they're not going to watch you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we need the views to you stay. You need the views. You need your viewers. I, I understand that as a, an aspiring radio host. So. Yes. Um, what do you think are keys to being a good meteorologist? I think personality is definitely one. Mm-hmm. The communication. Well, you're killing it there. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. The communication aspect, like we just said, mm-hmm. is important because no one wants a know-it-all just telling them everything. Yeah. Or using big words or using big that words. no one understands. Exactly. Yeah. Those are two main aspects. And then also knowing your community is really important. So we were talking to another meteorologist. His name is James Spann, and he works okay. in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. And he has been working there for a really long time, and they've had really severe tornado outbreaks okay. in the past decade or so. Okay. And one thing, Is that uncommon for that area? No, that's actually oh, okay. like the new forming tornado alley of the United oh, States. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And he spoke about how when he talks to his interns or even when he switched to station back in whenever he like 30 years ago went uh-huh. to the station uh-huh. he stressed the importance of like going to the Walmart and like talking to people and saying hey like I'm your new local meteorologist tell me something that happened in your life about weather or Aww. tell me what you want me to do to help you know this stuff but also just learning landmarks is really important oh. because on a map sometimes you don't know where you are But if you can say that barbecue restaurant down the street that everyone likes is right here, people Mm. are going to immediately know what area you're talking about. Right. Um, When you're watching uh, the weather people on the news or meteorologists on the news, um, what do you what do you look for? What makes you like a meteorologist or not like a meteorologist? And then do you have a favorite? Um, Yeah. So to me, many broadcast meteorologists Mm -hmm are like celebrities like if i Uh would see them in person Uh uh-huh i would take a picture with them like go up and Uh talk to them when i was little and they would go to different communities if they ever came to my town i was always there watching them yep so they are very cool people i think just knowing that they have your best interest in mind Mm -hmm. knowing that they know what they're talking about so Mm -hmm. to be i want to say like a little clarification so to be Mm -hmm. on tv Mm -hmm you necessarily don't need a meteorology degree. It's becoming more popular, but for a while back, it wasn't something that was widely offered. So a lot of people couldn't go to college to get a meteorology degree necessarily. Uh So they would do something like geography or like physical sciences. So it was basically meteorology. Mm -hmm. So some of the like most famous people starting out didn't have meteorology degrees. Oh, wow. But just knowing what they have like knowledge wise because uh-huh. you don't need to have the degree to have the knowledge if you've been doing it for 30 years you're going right. to know what's going on and then do you have like a favorite favorite um, like your hero my local one for connecticut his name's ryan hanrahan uh, he oh, that's a fun last yes name. it is right that is fun. he is i thoroughly enjoy just watching him i mm-hmm. always like i'm like oh the news is starting let me turn it on <laughs> so i can hear the weather um and he's also just a generally nice person uh-huh. i was able to um, Skype him a few years back before coronavirus canceled internships. Right. <laughs> um, it oh, was just COVID. so nice to know that they're also 
normal people. Right. Um, and right. to know that if you go into a workplace, mm-hmm. you're going to have your coworkers be people that you can get along with too. Yeah. What is your favorite kind of weather? What weather oh. do you enjoy? It's so hard because I just love it all so much. Uh-huh. I would say snow is my favorite, okay. and that's biased, obviously, well, because you did grow up coming in from the north. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also I love severe weather, uh-huh. and that sounds really bad. But well. most meteorologists would say that. And it's not because we love the damage. We don't love that. We right. would rather have a severe weather system in the middle of a field if it would happen that way. Right. But I actually had never seen hail before. Really? And okay. then I went to England. Uh-huh. And while I was there, it started hailing outside for oh. maybe 30 seconds. And I ran downstairs. <laughs> I was in my big pajama shirt. And I ran outside. And I just stood. And I let the hail hit me. Oh, my gosh. And was then, it big? Did you it, No, it was tiny. It was oh, tiny. Okay. It was not like okay. Okay. like central. You should have specified yeah. that. It, it was not like <laughs> central United States golf ball hail. Oh, okay. It was very okay. much like pea-sized hail. Okay. But I was was so excited i came back oh. inside and i legit started crying oh my god because it was <laughs> like the most amazing moment so and i sweet. feel like if you talk to people who love weather uh-huh. they have that one or two moments uh-huh. like where they first saw a tornado drop for the first time yeah. or the first for some people the first time they've seen snow right like there's moments that really like define us as meteorologists um okay so next question, what are some misconceptions about meteorology and weather that you think people have? I think one of them is that weather is area specific, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Snow happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hurricanes, as long as you're close to the body of water, mm-hmm. you can get those. Mm-hmm. I think another one is that it's simple. Mm. Um, the atmosphere is so complex. Yeah. And I like an analogy I heard when I w- used to give tours at the Weather Center before uh-huh. I, I was getting trained. And uh-huh. someone said that basically, like, we're, we're talking to, like, five-year-olds here for the <laughs> analogy. But basically, we're, like, magicians or superheroes because what we're uh. trying to learn and explain is invisible. So we're trying to basically predict something that no one can see yeah. all the time. You can't ask it. No. <laughs> like, is it going to rain <laughs> Hey, what tomorrow? are you doing? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I feel like, you know, people are like, ugh, the, the meteorologist got the got it wrong you know but like okay you 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 take a crack at it then yes yeah that it is the most complex thing and it really has to do with the wind yeah but you can't always know which how the wind's well and it's up to chance i mean it could just do something completely else like you can go off the past but you never know um transitioning now into uh women women in stem all of that good stuff when did you um, first become aware of the fact that uh, women are underrepresented in all STEM fields? And STEM, what is it? Science, Science technology, technology, engineering, engineering and math. math. Yes. yes. Um, I think looking back at it now, even mm-hmm. from a really young age, mm-hmm. at least for me, I can notice points where, like, I went to the doctor's office mm-hmm. and all of the doctors were male. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, the nurses were all female. Mm-hmm. And watching TV, like, you have almost all of my weather personalities were mm-hmm. male for a long time. The term weatherman. Right. Weatherman just assumed <laughs> that, like, it wasn't a woman's role and they right. couldn't have that job. Right. And for a while, There was some fluctuation, but lots of my science teachers and math teachers in middle school and high school were males. Yeah. And that kind of... Isn't that so weird? I never had a male teacher until I got to science. Yeah. Chemistry. Or biology freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. And I was lucky enough, I went to a private high school and it was all girls. So most of our teachers were females. Right. Um, So that was also really inspiring because my physics teacher, she was female. My chemistry teacher, all of my science teachers. um, And that was nice to see, like, all the achievements that they've made Mm -hmm. and doing things like that. But once I got into college, it's kind of nice, especially here, Mm -hmm. um, specifically my grade, we have like about 55 people mm-hmm. and it's split almost completely even girls oh, and guys that's awesome. which i love because yeah. going over to england their program's a lot smaller okay. but i think there were only three girls out of the 12 or 13 in our oh, like wow. grade kind of yeah. so there's a big difference in that but 
here we have a lot of very accomplished female meteorologists and researchers that are at the Weather Center who we get to learn from and talk to. So it is really nice and motivating to see them. Yeah, that is really cool. I, I'm obviously a creative media production major now. I'm not anything STEM, but um, when I was in middle school, I was a mathlete because mm-hmm. um, I was really good at math. And I remember I got to the state competition um, in eighth grade, and I there were probably like 250 uh, kids participating, and there were four girls. Right. Four. Yeah. Out of 250. And I remember my math teacher, they had this thing like you could apply to win like a laptop, and my teacher was like, you need to apply because you know, you're diverse. And I was like, what are you talking about? Right. I'm literally, I'm literally white. Like, yeah. no, I'm not. And she's like, no, like there won't be any girls there. Mm-hmm. And she, she was correct. And I did end up winning a Very laptop nice. because yeah. they were trying to support, um, girls and doing STEM degrees. But I remember, I just remember looking around like what in the, what in the world? Yeah. But like, I also remember, you know, the fact that I was a mathlete, everyone was like, that's so weird. Like, why right. Why do you do that? But it was fine for all the boys to be mathletes. Yes. And it kind of puts you in a weird position because you're in that environment where you are one of maybe four females mm-hmm. in the room. Yeah. And you can act and perform to the ability of all the guys. Mm-hmm. But there is that stigma where you're going to be judged and you're going to be looked at even though you might be just as smart or smarter than mm-hmm. the people and can do the same jobs. And yeah. another thing that I kind of just thought of is subconsciously in the mm-hmm. media, um, because you said mathletes, it made me thought of mm-hmm. Mean Girls. On that math team, she was the only girl, mm-hmm. and the professor, like Tina Fey's character, was like the the teacher. The teacher, mm-hmm. but they were like, oh, yes, a girl. And when they had other Pete girls on the in anything, if they're smart, they're portrayed mm-hmm. as like the nerdy, quiet yeah. ones that like don't have friends and yes, like all like that stuff. Yes, like you don't and want to be a right. nerd. They don't make it seem yes fun and nice and portray no. like the general population. And like you're gonna get paid well. Right. Like, that's <laughs> what you end up doing. Yes. Like, and I remember they were giving out all of these scholarships, um, which I didn't get, but that's fine. Um, but they were all contingent on, like, you had to major in engineering. Yes. And I was like, ew, I would never want to be an engineer. That's so gross. You just do math all day. Like, I would never want to do that. But now I'm like, hmm, that kind of would have been a, a good, like, I, you know, I'm happy with what I'm doing. Right. But, like, why did I, was, was why was I so turned off by that? Yeah. And it's because, you know, you it's, it's portrayed as, like, gross and... Yeah weird and, and there's not a lot of examples for you to see like oh exactly. this is what my life could look like oh if I look that here's way. this really bad you know we can't mm-hmm. we can't say cuss words on yes. the radio but um bad a woman yes. um engineer right like that if i had just seen one of them or one at the math at competition the when i was little like it would have made such a difference yeah do you have any uh statistics on like uh women in meteorology yeah i have some for stem so for stem mm-hmm. um this past obviously because it's international women's month yeah um, we've been doing things specifically in meteorology and there's one statistic that fewer than 10 percent of all female college freshmen indicate their intention to major in engineering math statistics or computer science Wow. So it's very small. Hopefully that would change as they're introduced to more things, taking gen eds and things. Sure. But starting college, only 10 percent oh um, or fewer indicate that that's the path they're trying to take. Yeah. And women make up nearly half of the workforce, right. but only 28 percent of all STEM careers. And that's such a problem when you consider that STEM fields are paid so much more than other fields. Yeah. And you just talked about engineering. There's this Mm -hmm. one. In 2017, women accounted for only 16% of engineers. (sighs) Which I'm sure is larger than it was. Mm -hmm. But I would like to see it grow. It would. Yeah, that would be great. I, you know, I don't want to, like, cite this and be incorrect. But I do remember I took a women and gender studies class. Um or I've taken several, but in the intro class, my professor was talking about how um, uh, we, the toys that we give um, little girls and little boys, uh, so gendered um, girls, you know, we give them like dolls and like play food and that like um, really works their imagination and stuff. But when we give boys like puzzles and Legos and like even like video games that like develops the cognitive part of your brain that you later will use for like advanced math like calculus yes and so 
you're you're setting boys up for an advantage when they get and not that you know girls can't do calculus but you're you're giving little boys that advantage with the toys that you're giving them it gets me yes gets me all riled up okay what uh does the meteorology world look like for women um are there any specific challenges do you think i think it's definitely lessening as we go on there's Mm -hmm. a lot more women that you see taking up the field of meteorology Mm -hmm. but kind of the stereotype was that the woman would be the weather girl she would be the one Mm -hmm. on the screen and some people wouldn't even think that she'd know what she was talking about she would just be communicating a man was on the the man at the desk did all the forecasting for and things like that and there's still there's still a discrepancy between how many men work in like let's say forecasting offices or Mm -hmm. at those higher level forecasting jobs Mm -hmm. um but definitely it's changing which is for the better um Mm -hmm. and women are definitely getting their spot not easier obviously because we have been working hard for it for however long Um, but just getting the same equality that Mm -hmm. if for the same degree I can do that job also. What are some ways or instances in which you feel like you've been seen as a woman first and then a meteorologist or a scientist uh, second, if any? Luckily for me, there haven't been any personal ones, but I've definitely Mm -hmm. heard of some. So when the broadcast meteorologists are on TV, Mm -hmm. if a woman is doing it and someone wants to be an internet troll and like complain about what they Mm do, they'll complain about how their hair looked that day mm. or that they didn't like the color dress they were wearing yeah. and a lot of females who are pregnant they get told that they shouldn't be on the green screen because their body blocks information hello which is ridiculous and a man's body is going to block stuff too but they don't see that same thing whereas if a man was up and his tie was green by accident People might laugh about it, but they're not going to come out and say, I'm never watching you again. Your tie was green today and I couldn't blah, right. blah, It's going to uh, be about the weather. It's going to be about the weather where <laughs> right. the woman could have said something completely wrong. Like she could have said the temperature in this town was 70 when the screen mm-hmm. said it was 25. Mm-hmm. And that might go over some people's heads and they're just going to comment about the physical things. And that's one of the big things I've heard about and just other um, weather women like saying things about it on the internet. And I like how they call, like not necessarily like personal attacks, but just say, Mm -hmm. like make it known that these comments are still happening um, to someone who is trying to, their main role is to be able to keep people safe at the end of the day. And they have all this degree, all this degree and all this knowledge and done all this research yeah have you seen the clip it's just this just came to me when you were describing that have you seen the this clip of a a female meteorologist on the news and like the station was getting complaints about that she was showing her arms because she had like a dress on that showed her like a sleeveless dress and so one of the male broadcasters at the studio like hands her a jacket and like tells her to put it on like while she's literally giving the forecast i have not seen that but it, that is ridiculous it, like just like what right like, and she's like what and they're like we're getting complaints like just just put it on yeah like ugh, gross yeah absolutely gross um have interactions with your peers and professors um been impacted by your gender or you don't think so i think somewhat at the beginning mm-hmm. there's a large discrepancy like there is with lots of majors Mm -hmm. when you're coming into college that the knowledge range of the students is Mm -hmm. so extreme because some people have been taking high school classes that align with their major and this is their one passion and they love learning everything they possibly can about it and some people are coming in they're like I'm just interested in this I want to learn more and see if it's something I can pursue as a career and in that case I feel at some points when there's a male who Mm -hmm. is more at that high end of knowledge Mm -hmm. because they've chosen to push themselves to get there Mm -hmm. versus a woman who... Well, and they've been told from a younger age that they could. Right, versus a woman who might not know if this is something she wants to do, but she's still very interested about it Mm -hmm. when you don't necessarily know what the teacher's talking about or you ask a question. There's some thought of, like, you can't do this. Like, Mm -hmm. why are you here... Um, And it's not horrible, but there's been some comments that I've heard where Mm -hmm. it's like they just think 
that women can't achieve the same things right. that they're going to be able to. Well, and even, you know, if like you, like you said, you you're you're lucky to not have a ton of personal experience with, you know, the discrimination and whatever. Um, but I'm sure like when I'm in a classroom with mostly men because, you know, creative media production and um, film is is heavily dominated by men as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I a lot of times don't want to raise my hand and ask a question because I'm like, does everyone in this room already know the answer? Right. Am I immediately going to be like looked at as, oh my gosh, she doesn't know that? Yes. And so even if you haven't personally experienced it, when you have like heard those stories, um, it, you know, it becomes a it makes you aware a, of it. Yeah, yeah, it becomes a hindrance to asking a question. Right. To, to learn more about Which something you don't know. F- at least four other people in the class have the same question. Exactly, but you don't want to be the one to mm-hmm. be like, oh my gosh, she doesn't know. Yeah. Which is, because we're paying what so much so, money so a much year money. So we to learn. To ask our questions. We should be able to ask our questions. Um, is there a meteorology Barbie? Have you ever seen one? Um, I do not know. Do not know. Haven't seen one. I haven't seen one. That would be fantastic. Uh huh. With like a little dress with like clouds on yeah, it or something. Yeah, like a green screen. Yes. I or think. I think we might give. Who is it? Mattel is that who makes Barbie? Yes. They, there's an, an idea, idea for them. Yeah. I think that would be very cute. Yes. And It'd they, be good toy representation mm-hmm. because then it would be still as dolls are mm-hmm. wrongly geared towards just. Yes. Little girls. Yes. At least it would have some. At least it would have some some stem substance. In it. Yeah. Yeah. And and she could have some formulas mm-hmm. and some. You could link it to some cu- computer exactly. games online yes. that could teach, you, teach about you about meteorology. Mattel, you can take that idea. Yes. It's for free. I would <laughs> like for you to do that. I don't have the means to make a make a weather Barbie, but I know you do. Um, okay. And then what would you say to um, little girls or even um, high school? girls, young college women who think that meteorology might be something that they want to go into or STEM, but um, they are not sure. I would say just try it. Mm-hmm. If you think that it might be something you're passionate in, just like with anything, mm-hmm. always give it a shot. Um, I know that obviously there is some pressure that's mm-hmm. unnecessary and doesn't need to right. be there about women pursuing careers that have been historically male-dominated. Mm-hmm. But it is super important because one day, if you're good enough at it and you work hard enough at it, you can be the boss. Mm-hmm. And then sure you can. are that role model for other people mm-hmm. later on to look up to you and say, I want to be just like her. Yeah. And maybe one day you can visit the local elementary yes. and teach that them about, the about meteorology. I would love to teach Make it snow. the little kids about weather. And yes, I, I love that. And then last question for me. Do you have any STEMinist heroes? Um, I, for a while, didn't. And it was because we're not taught about them. Yes. Which is so wrong. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But after I saw Hidden Figures, the movie, those women, because Mm -hmm. they're doing a lot of the same math that I know how to do. Really? Um, Yeah. So seeing them not only being women, but also Mm -hmm. being Mm African-American in the time when even Had just being a woman bathrooms. was enough to cut them off of being doing anything. And then the intersection of race right. and gender even more. Yeah. And then being able to basically have everyone else's life in like their hands mm-hmm. and have the confidence. And I think that was what's really inspiring is mm-hmm. that they knew they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And the fight wasn't, I don't think I'm good enough. Right. The fight was, I have to prove to these people even though I shouldn't have to, right. that I know what I'm going to do to be able to rock, launch this rocket. Because if I don't, there might be, never be another woman to right. come after me. Exactly. So yeah. all th- I think there's the three of those women. Mm-hmm. Um, That's an incredible movie. It is amazing. By the way. Yes. Well, Veronica, that is all the questions I have for you. Um, but as you know, I opened you up for questions yes. on my Instagram. Um what does okay um i saw i saw this tiktok too so if you didn't see it i can clarify okay what does a 10 percent chance of rain mean tiktok confused me okay yes yes so this is a very confusing thing overall because of how it's worded uh-huh. but also some places change the meaning of it you're kidding yeah so sometimes it does mean that there is a 10 percent chance that where you are it will rain okay sometimes the normal thought process is what it means 
also sometimes it means in that forecast area, uh-huh. 10% of the area will we'll see get rain. rain. Yes. But they never tell you which one. Right. And also, in my education, right. I was not told that. Stop. In your four so years. So I also learned <gasps> Maybe they teach you that on the very last day of class. Uh, maybe. We're holding it out. We right still before they give months. you your diploma. Yeah. You're like, by the way. <laughs> um, okay. This one says, uh, can you sense the weather? Um, kind of. <laughs> yes. And a lot of people can. Okay. So when the wind blows and new, like, weather systems come uh-huh. in, the pressure of the atmosphere changes. Oh, so that's why okay. some people like say like their knees hurt before it's going to rain. Yes. Or yes, for me, sometimes if the pressure drops really quickly, my ears will like get like an airplane type Ooh, thing. Yes, or I'll yes. get a headache and I'll yes. be like, why do I have a headache today? Yeah. I've drank all my water. Yeah. Like what's going on? And it's because the pressure can affect you. And when you think about it, it's not that weird because Animals have those instincts to know. Right. So we at one point had to also have those instincts. Yeah, that's true because we didn't have science. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, where do you shop for weather wear, a.k.a. rain boots, jackets, etc.? Okay, so here, we'll do a little promos. Okay, <laughs> Unpaid, promos. unsponsored. No discount codes, No, I'm no assuming. discounts. That's Unless okay. they want to give me them, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll share them with the yeah, world. Yeah, please do. I, my raincoats fluctuate between L.L. Bean and Land's End. Because most of the time I'm balling on a budget, and those are kind of expensive, but the quality is great. And for a while, L.L. Bean, you could bring back stuff if, like, the zipper broke, and mm-hmm. they replace you with a full <gasps> new thing. Oh, my gosh, L.L. Bean. My, hun- my rain boots are hunter <gasps> boots. Yes. Girl, I have too. the. I don't have the short, short ones. I have, like, the mm-hmm. mid-calf ones. Yes. Not the tall ones because I'm a short person. Yes. So they'd go, they're, they, like, yes. above-the-knee boots yes. if I wore them. That's that's how I am, too. Yeah. And short boots are, like, short shorter boots are, boots are, like, in right now, They're in. Too, they're cute. So. You can style them. I am also a hunter. But I am girl. in the look for, like, a good umbrella. I have yet to Re- find okay, yes, I, one of those. Yeah, what, what makes a good umbrella, I, do you think? Do you I, like, like the, the button? I like the pop. The pop, okay. And the one that, they like, close nicely. You don't have to, like, yeah. fight with it. But yeah. the clear ones are so cute. They so I are think that so might be my cute. next my next weather purchase. They are cute. Um, what is your opinion on Groundhog Day? I think Groundhog Day <laughs> is fun for the tradition. Yes. And for the giggles. <laughs> the, um, the giggles, yes. Honestly, a lot of we already technically have two like seasonal dates kind of thing because the meteorological seasons don't Mm -hmm. align with like the planetary equinox seasons gotcha so meteorological spring already happened and Mm. then planetary spring is happening this saturday right so it's a little fun and games obviously it's not gonna determine the weather sorry Mm -hmm. to ruin anyone's love of the ground sorry sorry guys but it is a fun way to just see people's opinions about if they're excited or yeah you know who hates the winter when they complain about the groundhog (laughs) yes well it's a good scapegoat it is to blame yeah instead of the meteorologist blame blame the groundhog instead of me yep hey there you go um what is your favorite kind of cloud do you have a favorite oh my gosh yes (laughs) so i love the clouds that are like not the lowest section of the atmosphere but okay. like the central section of the atmosphere okay but they're still like puffy okay but then also like toy story clouds kind kinda? of yeah 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 okay. and what most people don't know is that clouds have flat bottoms they are not puffy all the way around so really? even i'm guilty of this like when you draw a cloud you usually yeah. do like the loops all the way around but uh-huh. clouds actually have flat they're bottoms flat. unless severe clouds sometimes have the little drops coming through. I had no idea that yeah. the flat bottom clouds were the most accurate. Yeah. I are. thought it was just a stylistic, artistic yes. choice. Yeah. It's so weird, too, because where you are changes, like, the cloud kind of. Oh, okay. So, like, when you're – obviously, when you're in, like, Colorado, you're closer. Yeah. Because you're higher yes. up. And when we were studying abroad, we visited Austria. Oh, cool. And we were flying in to Vienna. Uh-huh. And for some reason, the clouds felt like they were right – like you could reach up and grab them and it was a green field with a blue sky and white puffy clouds and i was like why do they look so close like it's so cool well and like that's my favorite part of flying on airplanes is flying through a cloud right and that's that's where turbulence comes from so if you're so that's another whole aspect of weather is like airplanes and turbulence and basically clouds are just a bunch of like mixing so rising and sinking air Uh which is what causes turbulence Mm -hmm. so 
if you're in a cloud and the plane's bumping, you most likely do not have to worry about that turbulence uh-huh. because the pilots know it was going to happen. Right. And, oh. like, they're prepared to go through it. Um, okay, and then last question. How are you celebrating uh, Women's History Month? I haven't really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you do have the, the like whole I month have left. a couple more months. Yeah. Maybe I'll find some groundbreaking meteorology women yes and kind of do little write-ups about them i have a weather oh. instagram stop it at veronica wx um oh my gosh <laughs> so maybe i'll do some highlights about those women on oh. my page what made you start that just for fun or um a lot of the meteorology is switching out of tv for like the communication side because lots of people don't watch the news anymore right and news comes from social media outlets so right. i have Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and that's a really easy way, especially in severe weather, to communicate necessary information super quickly and get it out to a bunch of people. So cool. Okay, and then I just thought of this question. It's from me. Okay. Um, But I'm looking at your Instagram, and you you mentioned when I was writing your intro that you love sunsets. I do. What kind of weather goes, like, what, what, does anything affect sunsets? Yes, yeah, it does. Okay. So actually, I didn't want to go to grad school, and I still really don't, Uh but if I could find a way to forecast a sunset that is what i would go to grad school for and only that specifically so basically what happens and why the sky is blue and all this stuff Mm -hmm. is that there's um scattering of light through water particles so like if you've seen a prism before like pink floyd's thing right the white light goes in it splits the colors right so that's what clouds do because they're all just little water Uh uh-huh and the air and all the particles in the atmosphere. Uh-huh. So based on where you are in the world, how many clouds are in the sky, uh-huh. the angle that the sun is coming in through oh. the atmosphere, because that changes based on latitude, that changes based off of the season that it is, the position of the earth compared to the sun, mm-hmm. and the different particles that are in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So like over deserts and stuff, you might get those like red or orangey sunsets and mm-hmm. that's because there's sand particles mm-hmm. that have been lifted by the wind in the air and like those are the wow. colors. Um, so pollution has a lot to do with, <laughs> but the not bright- necessarily bad pollution, just oh, natural okay. pollution as well. Nat- okay. Like okay. salt okay. over the oceans, yeah. um, gotcha. any sort of dust, pollens, all those types of things okay. as well. Okay. Um, not just also, factory smog. But also factory smog <laughs> but also and factory car exhaust smog. and all that stuff. Okay. All has to factor in to the sunset. So my, I would love, because I love so sunsets, cool. but I love knowing that if I drive somewhere, it's yeah. going to be worth it, which you can't guess. You just no, have to you can't. take it as it comes to be able to put have an app or something where yeah. someone puts in like their latitude and their yeah. longitude and it will know and it'll say like your sunset's gonna be orange tonight like that would be my dream veronica i if i ever have a lot of money i will donate to okay that perfect yeah that we'll crowdfund for it i think okay but like you could get like artists could really benefit from that like photographers photographers definitely if you want to know what day yeah. you should have your wedding because <laughs> you want a pretty the, sunset the wedding industry would yeah. screech yeah. for that app so they would fund it the yes. wedding industry is so i know inflated yeah. and expensive or like tourism everyone because obviously weather affects everything veronica, that's veronica you've got to stop talking or someone's gonna steal your i idea. know i'm patent pending on that <laughs> you, you pat yes patent pending <laughs> well veronica i feel like i just learned so much today i feel like my brain grew like three sizes um thank you so much for coming on the show let's see thank you let's for see our tallies me. Um, I have 18 written, but... And I have 15, but it was probably more. Well, here's the thing. I There's no way you laughed more than I learned because my brain is so, so big. Oh, I think it's 16. You're welcome. Um, listeners, I hope you had a nice time because I sure did, and I feel way, way smarter. And I also feel empowered talking about yes. talking about women in STEM. Right. So thanks and for doing both. Thank you. Yeah. It's always important to... Spread the word, because that's obviously, he said, if you hear about it, you can get empowered by it. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is all that we have um, for the Double L Show today. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Remember, you can catch us live on the TuneIn app. Um, Look up the uh, Studio U radio station, and you can listen live from 1 to 3 p.m. on Thursdays. Or you can listen after the fact, um, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of it. Um, also be sure to follow us on Instagram at Double L Show. 
Um, and we will say, see you next week. We will do some more laughing. We'll do some more, more learning. And overall, we will just have a really good time.